why you gotta travel to the games? That doesn't make sense. Why do you have to even be at the games? Couldn't you just watch the games on TV and write what you want or talk about what you want from that? Wow. No. No. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning from Anaheim, California. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins, and it comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll check out because with those teams also, I go where they are. Not to every game, not to everything, but to a whole lot of them. And especially, especially when a team is on the road, the access, the comfort level, the ability that you have as a reporter to develop relationships, to develop trust, and for you to gain information and to gain a relatable, ideally fact-based perspective on your favorite team, that happens out here. Why? Plain and simple, in Pittsburgh, the locker room's going to be filled. TV reporters, radio reporters, people who don't even really necessarily uh, cover the team on any kind of regular basis, but they show up because there's an assignment and there's just too many of them. The players themselves don't react very well to it and they want to get the hell out of there and it's just not conducive. Whereas here I am on the wrong side of the country spending a whole lot of time with your guys, your penguins. Yesterday after practice at the Honda Center in advance of tonight's game against the Ducks. That's a 10.08 p.m. Eastern time faceoff, by the way. And there wasn't all that much to report from a pure hockey perspective. Tristan Jari and Jan Ruda were back on the rink uh, for the first time as full participants in practice. Although Jari was kind of held back a little bit and acknowledged as much. Neither of them is going to be playing for a while. Still, probably not until next Tuesday. Uh, Here in California, but up in San Jose at the soonest. But lines were the same, pairings were the same, power plays were the same, penalty killing was the same, and that was the end of that as far as news goes. So what I did, and this is what I prefer to do, is spend some time with the individual athletes, asking them different questions, sometimes just joking, uh, sometimes bringing up uh, stuff that's got nothing to do with hockey, just personal stuff. And it's been, to an extent, for me, a a bit of a project of late to learn more about the personal stuff as it relates to this collective. Because as I've shared with you, there is a feeling inside this room and inside this organization that this team is really tight-knit, that they're playing for each other, that they believe in each other, arguably to a fault, but I'll set that aside for today. So what I'm going to do today on the show is give you a little bit of a glimpse of what one of those conversations is like. This is a minute and change of a dialogue that Danton Heinen and I had on that subject. And the reason I went to Heinen is that, and you might recall this, last summer when he signed with Pittsburgh for a year and a million dollars, he had better offers. He wanted to come back to the Penguins because He believed in this. And when you put your money where your mouth is in that context, that really means something. That's not hot air. That's not him trying to do some kind of PR. So here it is. I asked Heinen 
what is it about this group setting aside all the usual niceties and, you know, happy talk and everything else? What is it that makes him feel that way? I think it starts with your older guys. Um, for sure, I think um, they're the ones that kind of, you know, bring the guys together. I think, I think teams that, you know, and you got younger guys, you got older guys, you got guys with families, you got other guys that don't have families. I think it's it's very important. Like it's it's those older guys that you know that may not be able to relate to them, but like I feel like. Those are the guys that make the effort to relate to everybody and bring everybody together. It goes top down. Yeah, you know okay. what I mean. Yeah, I do now. I didn't initially. Yeah, I do now. I feel like that's the. I feel like that's it when you can get. You know, just like when the older guys are not, you know, relating to the younger guys. That kind of might create. But I think here, here the the older guys they do such a good job of, you know, including everybody and everything, kind of taking everybody into the road. Kind that's of always been an eighty-seven thing. Yeah, too. exactly. I mean, guys like Clarence. I got to tell you, for as many people as I've brought this up with, that's probably the most complete, the most compelling answer I've gotten. Because if you think about what he said, and if you heard me there, I was gradually understanding him as he went along and putting it together myself. Everything trickles down from the captain. When a player is called up from Wilkes-Barre Scranton, whoever it is, whoever it is, it can be somebody that everyone knows is only going to be there for one night and probably isn't even going to dress. Boy, the Penguins have a lot of those, right? Whoever that happens to be spends the entire ride probably worrying about what they're going to say to Crosby when they see him. Think about that. You would, too. It'd be half of what you're, I mean, you'd be calling your parents, you'd be calling your buds, hey, I'm coming to the NHL and NHL. What would be the first thing they'd say? Oh, you get to meet Sid. You ever met Sid? Maybe they would have already at training camp or whatever, but let's just say it's somebody who's going for the first time. You're still thinking about Sid. Well, here's what actually happens. According to anyone I've ever brought this up with who's come up to Pittsburgh, Sid will find that player himself. Sid will be aware that there's a new guy in the house. And Sid will find that player. And Sid will introduce himself. And Sid will sit with that player and talk to him and get to know him. And then you know what else he'll do? He'll introduce that player to other guys so that they don't seem overwhelming, whether it's Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, whoever. And as you heard me mention that to Heinen, in our back and forth there, it starts with 87. And 87 is the one who brings the older players down, culturally speaking, societally speaking, I guess would be a better word, to the level of the younger guys so that they don't feel like they're you know, outcasts or they're just there playing for jobs or they're there trying to help those guys. Instead, it all feels like to them, a single unit. Now, we'll see what comes of that in terms of the actual hockey, and there's 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 plenty of that to be played out here yet, and we'll have plenty of opportunities to get a lot less uh, intangible when we come back. J1Q.
Ben, who says, Hi, DK, does the team believe that Jeff Carter's skill at winning faceoffs, especially in overtime, outweighs the other deficiencies in his game? I, I'm going to take your question and not go super literal with it, if you don't mind, Ben, for a couple of reasons. One, he's not all that great in faceoffs in overtime. The other night in the eventual overtime victory against Colorado, he went one and two. So it was no big deal. And really, if you weigh the the factor in of time, meaning what it takes for Carter to get to the bench and for Sid to come jumping over the boards, um, you know, why? I'll applaud Mike Sullivan for thinking outside the box and – uh, or, or in this case, really doing stuff that some other coaches have begun doing in three-on-three overtime. But, you know, you have Sidney Crosby, who's a pretty good face-off guy. Let him win the puck to himself. I, I don't want to watch the time elapse for a change on the fly that really doesn't feel like it's needed. Are the Penguins aware of the state of Jeff Carter right now? That, to me, is a bigger, broader question that's probably a whole lot more pertinent in the moment. I feel two ways about this, and maybe they do too. One is that these are smart, experienced hockey guys. Regardless of what you think about this decision or that decision or whatever, you can't argue with the backgrounds, the combined backgrounds Ron Hextall, Brian Burke, and Mike Sullivan. They've been around for a while. They kind of know what they're watching. Way more than either of us does. So, on the one side, there can't conceivably be a way that they're watching Carter and saying, yeah, yeah he's, he's doing all right. He's doing all right. He's just in a little bit of a slump. He's going to come out of it. He's He's okay. And on the other hand... You can know how all three of them, but especially Hextall, feels about him, about the guy. And by the way, you did hear Heinen in that opening segment cite Carter right after Sid when it came to this leadership sort of thing. So the players feel very similarly. I had a player... Uh, not for attribution here, but I had a player this past week gently bring up his disagreement with me about where Carter is right now uh, in his career. And I don't even know what exactly he was responding to, whether it was something on the show or something that was written. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They believe in him. That's what I'm trying to tell you. They believe in him. They believe in him as the person. And probably as a result of that, they believe in him as the player. And when it comes down to the Penguins that you're asking about, you're talking about management, uh, it can cloud. It really can. It can cloud. And that, combined with some natural hope that they might have that he can just, you know, wake up and not be 38 the next day. Is, is what's driving this. They're waiting to see what happens. Maybe they're pushing him to 
be a different kind of player. You know, whether that had anything at all to do with, you know, his uh, rougher tactics the other night against Colorado, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure I want to know. But they want him to be part of this. And sometimes in life, when you want something, you can cloud your own judgment. And I think that's what's going on here. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone who listens to Daily Shot of Penguins. I'll be covering this entire trip for DK Pittsburgh Sports. Hope you check out my written material there, as well as that of our entire staff. And this program will be back Monday morning. Thank you.